Welcome everybody to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking about safety with the upcoming holidays. Welcome everybody. I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And I'm Staff Sergeant Brian Mincing. And today we will be talking about safety. So, um, and we'll have our guests who will be our experts on safety as well. So, the upcoming holidays, what 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 are some uh, things y'all are doing? So, uh, we spend a lot of time with our family. Uh, we're mostly staying home, not doing a whole lot of traveling, so we're not going to have to worry about that being on the road kind of safety stuff, so that's good. Uh, uh, last year, we stopped with the uh, real trees, so at least we don't have to worry about that. Uh, oh, you guys got that artificial yeah, stuff? Yeah, we went artificial. It was uh, we, we ended up spending almost a day going place to place to place trying to find a good Christmas tree that everybody liked. Mm-hmm. It was right size, right width, all this kind of good stuff. You know, not that Charlie Brown typical uh, Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, the tree. little wimpy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we went, so we found a really nice uh, artificial one that uh, that's already pre-lit. It takes just a few seconds to put it up and stays up as long as we want and, and does what we need to do. So how about you? What are you doing this Christmas? Uh, we're going to work. It's like we every time we have a podcast, we it's like we're updating everybody on what we're doing, what Baker and I are doing for the holidays. No, so we're going to have a Christmas at my parents' house, and then the next day we're just going to go to my uncle's house where a lot of my extended family will come up and we'll – I'll hang out, and we haven't seen each other in a good bit, so it'll be good. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's what we're going to be doing. Um, so you're looking forward to a particular dinner? Do you like uh, like the fried turkey? you like the ham? Oh, I don't. What's kind of like your big thing? Um, gosh, what we do? My mom makes this, like, was it a green bean casserole? That's, like, the go-to. Okay. I, I, I could go without turkey. Uh, turkey's so dry or whatever, but <laughs> I could go without that. It's the green bean casserole or the mac and cheese casserole. Can't go wrong with mac and cheese as well. So those I could go out go without everything else, uh, but I can go with the casserole. My brother, he makes a uh, my oldest brother he makes a was it we call it naughty nog instead of having to go out and buy buy go to like I guess they sell it at liquor stores or something like that. He just makes his own. That's kind of his tradition. Not so. So is it more like the traditional eggnog where you actually have like the bourbon and that sort of thing in it? Yeah, I think he, he adds like a he adds like rum in it. Okay, it's good. Okay. Um, um, so like for me last year, uh, oh, I'm finally, s- no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, so last year for me and my family, we finally got around to buying a, uh, turkey frying rig mm-hmm. and I've never done it before. I had to fry turkey numerous times. And so we started doing that. And so now I've got like several people who are like, Hey, you know, can you go ahead and do one for me too? So, so now I ended up doing about three or four turkeys every Thanksgiving and every Christmas. And uh, so you're talking about kind of the go-to casserole at our house. It's uh, the broccoli casserole that everybody Really likes. I have to make a huge giant one, and we eat off of it for about two or three days. You said you burn through how many? Uh, well, not burn it through, but how, you go through how many turkeys making for other people? So uh, usually at least two, sometimes three, sometimes four, but at least two. Okay. And plus, you got to be careful with that because they show like the what can go wrong if you just try to flash flash fry it and it just like goes up in flames. So the easy way to do that: limit how much oil you have in there and limit the size of the turkey that you put in there. Okay. Uh, one of my friends, uh, she always asked to to get one for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and she texted you, "What size turkey can I get?" I'm like. No bigger than about 15 to 18. She's like, oh, I'm glad you said that because I was about to buy a 22-pound turkey. Oh, so I would have just gone everywhere. Um, did you guys do anything special with that or just a regular? You guys don't do any spices or anything? So I really like some of the injectable 
seasonings, and then there's a uh, sprinkle on kind of Cajun season that brings like a little bit of heat to it, but mm-hmm. still real garlicky, but a little spicy. So it's not kind of your traditional thyme and rosemary, uh, that parsley, that kind of sage, that sort of Thanksgiving-ish kind of season. So it, it's a little bit different flavor, but it ends up really kind of working well by the time you, you make your rice and gravy and stuffing and all that kind of other good stuff. Okay. Um, so the next topic I want to talk about is, uh, so like, Anything coming up with the holidays, like how do how do you stay prepared, or what what are things that you keep on you? Like I always like for me, I always uh, keep an MRE. Like I've got a leftover MRE from drill or something like that. I just throw it in the back seat or put it under the seat and just leave it for like a, like my truck broke down like two weeks ago, and so I was like, okay, well worst case scenario, like I'm out here in the out in the middle of nowhere. If I got no food or anything like that, just use that. So what, is, what are some things that you guys do? So for me personally, uh, my, my, the main things that I have is I always want to make sure that I have a spare tire mm-hmm. that's inflated and that you have the ability to change that tire. That's kind of a big thing to me because in all of my years of driving, that's – that's it, usually the emergency that I end up with is a, is a flat tire. And oh, if okay. you don't have that spare tire to change to – that's useful, that has the air and all that sort of stuff in it, don't have the ability to change your tire, then then you're just kind of stuck. You're not able to do anything. But but just having those two has, has saved me several times uh, to be able to get to point A to point B. Of course, making sure that your instruments don't all work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want a broken gas gauge, so I think you have half a tank and you end up you know, out in the middle of nowhere with no gas. That's a terrible thing. Uh, I used to have a vehicle that didn't. Uh, the gas gauge didn't work, and I've, I've got stuck in that thing one time before. Yeah, my grandpa had a truck that is he he actually got pulled over because he he didn't know he was speeding, but his like a pedometer or whatever or speedometer it was a uh, it was reading like he was going sixty five instead of fifty five. I was like, I didn't even know that. So you had to like so whenever if I had to borrow his truck, I'd be like, okay, I have to actually go slower than what I already am. Yep. Um, as far as anything else, uh, I usually try to keep jumper cables in the car, mm-hmm. good heavy, thick gauge, uh, because if you have the really thin, inexpensive kind of kind that you get in some of these pre-made kits, they're really low-gauge wires, so uh, you're going to have a really hard time kind of jumping and getting enough electricity to flow through that sometimes to, to jump your vehicle from uh, – jump your battery from one vehicle to the next. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. So – um, the only other thing that I usually make sure that I have on me, I have a bag that I carry with me and some people call it their EDC. I don't really call it my everyday oh, yeah, carry. Yeah. It's just, just a bag that I have and it has my computer and laptop, but I always keep a uh, spare battery in there that charges my cell phone and stuff. So, you know, again, if I have those three things, a jumper cable, tires, and have the ability to make a call, I'm usually... Usually most of my things uh, are going to be able to be taken care of. So I've been, I'm kind of like I would like to have some of that extra stuff, mm-hmm. you know, uh, have the blanket, have maybe an MRE or something like that. But I've just never gotten around to it. And it's probably a really good safety tip for people to go out and kind of put something together. It really wouldn't take a whole lot of time. It certainly wouldn't take a whole lot of room in the trunk of your car to put a blanket or a few other little odds and ends in there just to be able to take care of a few other adjustments. Yeah, because I've... Uh, or like uh, in the past, I've had to help people jump off their vehicles. I was like, "Oh, yep." It when my my grandparents got that for me, they're like, "Hey, you got a truck or something like that? Yeah, here you go. Here's here's the jumper cables. You're gonna need that whole." Oh, well, thank you. So I think it's it's something that uh, I think over in Europe there there it's mandatory that you constantly have to have like it's an inspectable item on uh, their vehicles because I remember when we we'd have to when we were over in Germany we had to like 
there was always uh, when we'd rent a vehicle or something like that, they would always come with a kit and have like the vest and everything like that. They're very in particular. Yeah. But you you think that people would plan for have contingency plans and all that stuff. Whether their truck breaks down, it's something that they can't fix, and it's just okay. Uh, always having it's like always maintaining comms or having having at least charged a charge phone. So if you had to go walk somewhere to get better service, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, uh, to get that uh, connection to call somebody. Yeah, I, th- I think any little things. Like I said, sometimes it may not be having a, a chest of stuff in the back to be prepared for oh, yeah. contingency. But, I, you know, I think just sometimes having some of the basic things, you know, make sure you've got a spare tire, make sure you can change that because that's definitely going to probably happen to you at some point in time in your driving experience. Having that ability to charge either your uh, your battery or jumpstart somebody else's battery. Because, like I said, I've, I've had several instances where that's been the case, where I've been out in a parking lot somewhere and hear a car trying to start up and not doing anything other than clicking. And, you know, you're able to go help your fellow citizen because, again, they're not always prepared. They may not always have that uh, have that ability on them. And, like I said, having the ability to reach out to someone else, that was a good point about – you know, sometimes you may have to walk a little distance. You get down in the valley and you get one of those services that, you know, not, not quite reaching there. Those those towers aren't quite crossing really strong there. Then, yeah, it might, you, know, you might have to walk a mile or so to get to a little bit better service. And, you know, if your phone's about to die, that cable's only going to go so far yeah. that you got plugged into your car. Or if your phone's about to die and the battery's already dead, you're definitely not charging that. So having that little external battery, you can get them relatively inexpensive at all sorts of places. I have one that I bought a couple of years ago, just used it for the first time a couple of days ago in probably six or eight months, and had used it once before, and it was still charged at like 60-something percent capacity. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're really good things. You know, they're, They really last a long time. Charge them up one time, throw them in a bag or a purse or the glove compartment of your car, I guess you could do that too. Just, mm-hmm. just have it kind of handy sometimes. Yeah, I've accumulated over being the guard. I, uh, having one of those battery packs does make a big difference. But yeah, I've accumulated a couple of those, so it's always good to have those on hand. But let's uh, let's move on to our guests and see what they have to say. Definitely, yeah, I think they should have some good stuff for the upcoming season. Some good safety messages for us. Awesome. Well, let's see what they have to say. So today we have Chief Warrant Officer Three Carl Brown, the State. Safety Manager, as well as Chief Warrant Officer 2, Mari Blanding. She's a safety specialist. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about safety. So uh, for the holidays uh, being, uh, what are some safety tips that people can watch out for and keep in mind to stay safe? Well, you know, uh, Christmas time is a, a very joyous time of the year. And sometimes we forget some things that would cause uh, maybe a potential uh, accident or uh, unsignificant event. Mm-hmm. So let's start with outside. Um, right now we have a change in the weather, and it's very cold. Um, temperatures are dropping. Some things to uh, think of when you're going outside in the cold, remember the temperature, uh, remember the type of work you're going to do outside, mm-hmm. and dress yourself according to that temperature and the intensity. Always make sure to cover up any exposed parts of the body. Um, make sure that that you don't sweat because we lose a lot of body heat during evaporation, which, you know, as the water comes out of your skin, it freezes because of the cold temperatures due to wind or just the the dryness of the air. Mm -hmm. Um, We lose body heat during breathing. Um, You lose a lot of body heat during intense work. So you lose about 85% of your body heat during intense type work. Um, Make sure if you have any older people in the house, 
that you uh, monitor them as well because as their body temperature drops, they can cause hypothermia, heart attacks, and any kind of other serious injuries. Yeah, especially with uh, you have uh, grandparents, relatives coming over to the house or com- coming over for the holidays. Right. Keep an eye on them. Um, now, what about like for vehicles and stuff like that? Um, in your vehicles, make sure that you always top off with antifreeze. Um, don't put any water in your in your uh, radiator because that will freeze. Antifreeze does does not freeze. Um, mm-hmm. Also, keep things in there that in the event of a breakdown, you know, a blanket, bottles of water, um, maybe a poncho, jumper cables. Always have your cell phone handy so you can dial 911. Um, be, be cognizant of other people on the road. Uh, last night I saw an accident, and um, a young kid ran an older person off the road. Um, the guy, I pulled over to see what was going on. The guy was all right, but I noticed the, the attitude of, of each driver. So, you know, it's, it's school is out, college mm-hmm. kids are home, so they're going to be a little bit more um, unconcerned of driving habits. So sometimes you have to drive for yourself as well as the other person. So be careful of that. Um, make sure to have your warning triangles in your car. Um, any kind of perishable, non-perishable items. You know, sometimes I keep an MRE. It'll last for a long time, and, you know, you have something to eat. Granola bars, something that... As, you know, that long period of time, depending on where you're at, your body's as, 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 as <laughs> excuse no, me. No, no, you're good. <laughs> as, it, as it gets colder outside, the body's going to generate more, use more energy to generate heat. So you're going to need food to replenish that energy so you can keep the body warm while you're outside, depending on your situation. Now, there's uh, one thing uh, that the, the exhaust level or exhaust fumes and stuff like that. I had never even thought about that, but uh, exhaust fumes from vehicles and such right. that you know, like people try to stay warm near them. I know, especially when we'd be out in the field, like uh, I, it'd be warm, it'd be warmer near the tailpipe. So we're just kind of like hovering around that just before the heat's generating and all right. that stuff. Right. Either it's taking t- forever t- for it to get warm in the Humvee. Right. So, and then we, our medic soul's like, yeah, you're not supposed to be around that. No, it, no, um, not at all. In the 38510, it does not suggest that you use a vehicle for warming up mm-hmm. um, because of asphyxiation, which means those carbon monoxide fuse back inside the, the vehicle, and it doesn't give any warning sign. You just pass out. Okay. So what are some tips for layering for soldiers who are out in the field with the cold weather? Uh, are there some preferred uh, materials that are used, or is there a preferred method that's recommended for layering on clothes? Well, you, you have your, your Gen 2 and Gen 3 equipment that they give you for, for cold weather. So follow those guides inside the regulations as far as putting on clothes. As far as at home, don't overdress. Because once again, as you overdress, depending on the intensity of the work, you're going to sweat. And as you sweat, you're losing energy. That moisture is going to freeze. And then that's you're losing a lot of body heat. So try to... Try to put, take your first layer of clothes, tuck it in where your next layer loose. That way you create a barrier where you have cool air coming in that's mixing with a little bit of body heat, and it keeps you warm. So that, uh, people try to, uh, you have people that go for style versus functionality. Right, and style is good, but style can leave you in a gray. Yeah. Right. So I always read that it was, uh, it, you should try to start taking off these layers before you even begin to sweat. You should. Um but once again, it depends on the intensity. It depends on the, the person. Some people don't uh, react to cold as well as others. So if you knew you know you've had any kind of cold weather injuries, 
by all means, don't go outside. But know your body. Know how you, you're going to get tired. Know when you're cold. And hypothermia is a big killer. So you may not know it until after it's too far gone. So hypothermia doesn't only happen because you're in cold water. It's the fact that the, body temp, the core body temperature drops below 90 degrees. And uh, so with the holidays, with the holidays coming up and all that stuff, um, you, we go uh, go to parties, go to friends' houses. You have drinking, and you guys, hang, uh, we oh, we hang out and have a good time. So, w- what are some things that we can inform the listener on uh, about drinking and driving, and what are the uh, like rules and stuff like that? Now, I'm not a cop, so I'm not going to speak to all the rules. <laughs> but at but least. I, I can uh, tell you the uh, the effects of what could happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's 0.8 is the, the legal uh, drinking limit in, in South Carolina. So at that 0.8, a can of beer, just a shot of alcohol, which also depends on the body weight. So everybody's body absorbs alcohol differently. Mm-hmm. So where I could take two drinks, it might only take Miss Blanding one mm-hmm. to get to the point where, hey, you're not able to drive. Um, if you know you want to partake in any kind of adult beverages, try to give you some, some time to allow that, that alcohol to absorb through the system and be released. They say it takes at least one hour for alcohol to process through the system. So if you're going to drink alcohol, drink some water, um, relax, dance, get it moving through the system so you can get it out and try not to drink anything else after that hour. Um, if you do have to drink and you feel you're going to overdo it, call your Uber, get a friend to drive for you. Don't drink at all. Try to eat. Make sure you keep food in the system that way. You're not sitting there, your body's trying to absorb all this alcohol and it's just making the situation worse. Yeah, and especially with technology nowadays that you can get an Uber or even preparing before before going to that right. party and have a, a designated driver. Well, uh, Sarmancy, do you have anything? Yeah, so really kind of one last thing. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, staying at home, being inside as the weather goes. Uh, I know some of our elderly people, and sometimes if we're by ourselves, we're – taking these little small space heaters and mm-hmm. using these in the homes. What are some some tips and ideas that we can use to, to be safe with those? Make sure, uh, I, I know you mentioned earlier before the podcast started about how quickly a tree went up and took right. a whole house down. And I know these these heating elements can do some of the same sort of things. Right. With healing, heating elements, um, as a rule, you should have, allow at least three feet of space around that heating element. Um, make sure you put it on the ground. Don't put it on any kind of carpet. Don't sit it up on a high, high place where you could kick the cord and knock it over. Um, stay with it. Don't turn it on and walk off because sometimes we forget and it'll continue to get hotter and hotter and you have a situation that's not too favorable in your, in your situation. So um, uh, just with heating elements, um, make sure you get the right one for your house. Um, don't use an open flame, um, you know, like a fireplace or anything like that. Uh, and that's it. Okay. Well, great. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all for being here. Giving some of these safety meetings. I hope this is uh, really good for soldiers and their families who need this information. This is right. We just want every soldier to be safe and uh, enjoy the time with their families during the holiday season. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was some good information from Chief Brown and Chief Blanding that they put out. Yeah, that was definitely some good stuff. Uh, this time of year, there's a lot of things that you can run into, uh, safety hazards, safety issues, whether it's from cold weather or trying to use little portable small heating elements in your house. And they had some really good information about things to do and things not to do in those. Yeah, especially with uh, and uh, as well being in 
the age that we're at right now, or the time that we're at right now, that we have applications like, uh, what is it, Lyft and uh, Uber and stuff like that. That, hey, uh, so coming, uh, talking about like drunk driving and stuff like that, uh, to, pr- to re- prevent anything like that, you need to like have a designated driver, have a plan, or hey, hey, I'm done at this party. Hey, come pick me up. I'm, I can't drive. I will just come back tomorrow and we'll get my, get my vehicle or whatever the case is, or you just have a Uber or whatever, come pick you up. That that's much better than losing your security clearance, jeopardizing your career in the, the national guard as well. Well, I think just having, uh, you know, uh, situational awareness of things that are happening around you, be aware of your own tolerances, you know, yes. kind of, kind of knowing where you can, where you shouldn't uh, go. Uh, I, I think kind of self-recognition of those things are really good for you to be able to kind of know where you need to stop, when you need to stop, before you even really have to worry about doing that. But, you know, like you said, there's, there's some great options and opportunities. It's not like you necessarily have to have a designated driver. Um, although having that buddy system is not a bad idea either still. I mean, I know, you know, this is uh, – uh, a, a time where people are pretty independent with their phones and their apps and are able to do a lot of things by themselves, but still having that buddy system is not a bad way to go sometimes. Especially bringing someone if you're going to a party or a, you're going somewhere and you're like, oh, I don't really know many people. Just bring someone with you or at least or just don't go. But uh, just having someone to be like, okay, I, I'm around this person. I mean, or got a buddy system. You know where you're at. You're, I mean, you're out in the city. You're having a great time. And it's like, okay, I don't like where am I at or I don't have, I'm just literally by myself. So you can also have somebody like, uh, have someone try to prey on you and try to, I don't know, just try to rob you. So just trying to stay safe, at least have some like, Hey, I'm here at this time. I'm going to be at home or Hey, I'm just giving them like your, your last, uh, position of where you're at. Yeah. I, I think anything that you can do to kind of keep yourself in a, in a safety mode, a safety mindset is, is a good thing. Again, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, being prepared with your car, having that, uh, that safety, uh, material in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just the situational awareness of knowing, you know, where you are, what you're doing and keep yourself under a controlled method. So that even if you, even if you've got that buddy, you know, sometimes buddies fail you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they don't, but, but sometimes it happens. So, you know, keeping yourself at a model, to a level to where you're not overdoing it and you're not putting yourself into situations where you can be taken advantage of or uh, something bad can go wrong with you. Okay. Well, I don't think there's anything else that we can talk about, really. No. Uh, I think we've covered it all. <laughs> I, I, I think everybody's kind of ready for Christmas. I think everybody's ready for the holidays. And uh, so hopefully this will be some good information for the soldiers out there to uh, kind of take to heart as they, they're going through and celebrating the holidays. Well, awesome. And uh, if, you get, if you're listening to this and, you, and you're in an issue or anything like that, make sure to contact your team leader, someone, in, someone within your leadership, and get help because we want you to keep you safe. But with that being said, uh, well, I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And I'm Staff Sergeant Brad Mincy. And we'll see you on the next episode.